I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find a link to our playlists in the show notes. Welcome to episode 79. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Ella Isaacson. The pop singer-songwriter recently released her sublime new single, Out of My Head. In today's episode, we're talking with Ella about her love of poetry, the new single, and writing music for K-pop groups. Here we go. Our guest today is an LA-based pop singer-songwriter. She's recently released her great new single, Out of My Head, with an EP not too far off in the future. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Ella Isaacson. Good afternoon where you are. Good afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) How are we? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm just excited. My song comes out tomorrow, so it's been hectic and crazy. That's always the way it is, like police week, of course. Of course. There's always a bit of, um, always a lead up to to a release. And this song, um, Out of My Head, is a, it's a classic pop song in the sense of, um, yeah, it's just, it sounds like it's, a classic pop song that you know, but you don't know it's new. Um, congratulations on, on the release. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a long time coming this one, so it's like really exciting for me. <laughs> the song itself, um, from my understanding, is that it's like about frustration of not kind of being where you thought you would be or um, where you <laughs> think that you should be. Where did the inspiration for, for the song originally kind of come from? I think that I feel this and I think my generation feels this is that like we're always running out of time. Like we just never have enough time to do things fast enough, you know, right? We're the con- we're the <laughs> content generation. We put things out faster than we can make them, you know? Yeah. And I just feel like that is really a fear for a lot of people and it's something I think we can all relate to. And I've definitely felt that pressure. And so I think that it comes from a place of just that frustration and feeling like sometimes you just want to let it out. Like you want to scream that in your car and like, <laughs> it's okay. You know, but that's normal. And that's just like a poor product of our society. And yeah, that's kind 100%. of what's moment in time. Yeah. I can um, definitely relate to that and, and recognize that <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, audibly the song is, like the music behind it, it's it's incredible. Like the chorus, when mm. when it kind of like builds and builds and then just drops, and when that chorus yeah. comes in, it kind of like slices through, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone 
make sure you're wearing good headphones when you listen to it. But uh, when <laughs> yeah. when you're coming up with the the music, how um, I guess like how much effort or a time are you putting into those audible bits that might not everyone might notice or kind of um, recognize straight away. I'm really involved in that in that process. I I love production. I'm really inspired by it. Um, I'm always there's there's always like the initial day that I'm working with the producer on it, and we have a lot of ideas that we go back and forth on to kind of build the initial production. We do that day when we do all the recording, and then there's the other side of it where, like, uh, leading up to the release from day one to like, how do we get this prep to, to come out? And this one actually worked on the production for like the last year, actually to get it right. Yeah. We had, we had most of the, all like the vocal and all the writing had been done first day and the bones of the song were there, but I was really intent on making the song as kind of organic leaning as possible. That was really important to me. And so a lot of the drums and some of those really organic, cool elements that you hear was just the last year of work trying to get it where it was supposed to be. Um, I think it's a combination, right? Like, cause it's like, I'm going to a producer and I'm trusting them and they're trusting me. And it's our art that we're creating together. And I'm such a dynamics bunny. Like I'm so, that's so important. So when things pull out and in, um, meaning like the, the song drops out, right. And that chorus comes in and you just really hear that chorus and, and the meaning of it at the beginning. I think that that's just something I get from my training in classic classical music. I was always just taught that dynamics were so important, especially in my opera training. That's where I learned it both like vocally and sound wise. And so I'm such a big fan of doing that. I'll credit the producer though on this one, because he definitely thought of that you know we had this huge chorus and it gets really big and his idea when he first sent me the track was like hey i tried this thing let me know what you think of it and he pulled out the production on that first chorus and we just all like me and my co-writer and him just freaked out we're like yes that is the moment because you want people to hear the song you don't want everybody to be so caught up in the production that they miss the the meaning and so having those moments where you kind of pull the listener in that's just both something I learned from that and something that I do in tons of my music because I love it. And it's, it's a great technique to use because we all get caught up in production these days. So, <laughs> It is a very great technique and the song definitely, it kind of, um, like I hate to use this word cause it's very cliche, but it does pop. Like it just kind of jumps out straight away at you when that chorus hits. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm you. curious, as you just kind of said, like you have had classical training, you've had uh, like operatic training. Um, originally, a New York gal who had interest in music, mm-hmm. theatre, and choir. Yeah. What took you towards like singing original music, other than like seeing Ella Isaacson, the Broadway star? <laughs> yeah, I I think that everyone has their outlet as a kid. And mine was poetry, which is funny because obviously my passion is singing. So I'm already in the arts there, but my kind of, I guess my, my nerd out thing that I did when nobody was around was that I wrote poetry and I took a while. Like, I don't think I was outright about it as most people who like have those kind of hidden things are. Um, and so it took quite a few years before I felt comfortable enough to just 
make a decision like, oh, you know, I love music and I've always loved music. And what about writing a song? You know, I've been writing lyrics forever and essentially poetry is like lyrics. Why don't I just put it together and see what happens, you know? And I was, I was young. I mean, I was a teenager. So that was like my Eureka <laughs> moment, you know, that seems pretty obvious, but when you're younger and you're just in your own world, you don't think of those things. So I did that. And then I was really lucky. My cousin was a, is a producer and a songwriter. And so I much older than me. So I just gave him a call and was like, Hey, I just, I wrote this song. Like the first thing I wrote was like, <laughs> on the page. I was like, I need to record this. <laughs> And um, it was pretty decent, you know, <laughs> so I went over and he recorded me. And so my first kind of transition from poetry and just love of music, theater, opera, all those things was writing a song, and recording it. I mean, I literally recorded, I think that afternoon and had a demo. And so for me, I just like went right away kind of into the production recording side of things and I just loved it. I mean, I was addicted to it from day one. And so there really wasn't that much of a leap for me, um, except just then. And then I just had to keep doing it and figure out other ways and other producers and ways of working. Cause I was so just enthralled by it. You know, you didn't, it sounds like you didn't really muck around that. You just kind of like <laughs> put pen to paper and then went, yep, let's do it. And yeah. jump straight into the I, studio. I kind of feel like I'm running out of time. Like I was saying, <laughs> But at whatever age I started writing music, I felt like I was running out of time always. <laughs> what is it? Um, is it a shark that, that never sleeps? It's just like constantly moving? My brain? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, My brain is a shark, for sure. Do you still keep, uh, do you still like write poetry or keep journals or logs of, of writing aside from your songwriting? Yeah, I mean... Some of that is in, in, inspirational. So, like, some of it will just come to me. Um, and I always have my phone handy <laughs> these days. I have my phone handy and I put notes in. And sometimes those things go on to become songs. Like, for me, whatever inspires me. And when I have those moments, just because I'm songwriting so much, so I'm, I'm already kind of flexing that muscle a lot as a songwriter, that, that part of my brain. But when, yeah, when poetry comes naturally, I know that it's special. You know, and I try to transfer it into a song or sometimes it can just sit standalone. Um, recently, also with the chapters I've been releasing with every song for the EP, I've been writing actually all that poetry for the, the short film chapter into short film. So that's really exciting and something really different. And I was really shy about doing it because once again, I'm really shy about my poetry in that form and speaking it rather than singing it. So uh, my team really encouraged me to, to narrate and write the film. And so th then I did. And so that's been a nice way to kind of utilize my poetry and get to show it and showcase it. It is very cool. And it's kind of um, a different element that I feel that we don't necessarily see with all artists or yeah. a lot of artists. So it is kind of like a unique um, yeah. perspective or thing to, to put with the release, which is very exciting. Yeah. Thank you. And of course, um, as you mentioned, there is an EP coming. We've had two singles, I think, just this year, Maybelline and then this new one. Yeah. Um, what, can we talk about an EP? Are we allowed to discuss it or is it something that is forthcoming? We can, we can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
when, I guess maybe not when, but like, uh, how have you been, I guess, building this EP when you look to, to release like a body of work, whether it be an EP or album, like what elements are you looking for in, in having like a, a perfect EP? Yeah, I mean, I think this one was built, oh, it's just an accumulation of some songs over the last few years. So I just picked the ones that I think hit me the most. I mean, this EP is, is a lot about sort of, same as out of my head, uh, that frustration and running out of time or not feeling like everybody is like not feeling like you are who you really are on the surface and kind of hiding different parts of you. And I think there's just like an overall theme of the project. Um, and so I picked most of the songs based on that. Cause I wanted them to feel just in that state of, of mind of frustration. And then there's kind of one reprieve on the, that EP, which is kind of, you know, what happens when somebody who has all these frustrations and feelings like, falls in love for the first time. And so one of the songs actually comes kind of from that perspective and you can hear this kind of tentativeness in the way that somebody's approaching it and seeing love for the first time. And so that one's going to be on there too. Um, so yeah, I was really selective about it. I don't know. It just had to feel like they fit together and feel like me and where I'm at and that space in mind for that EP. Um, Cause it's a little like mini story, right. In itself, it's yeah. supposed to represent me in that way, in that moment in time. And so that's really important to me. Uh, we have, I think another two singles dropping. We're hoping to have the next one out in like five or six weeks. And then the other one after that five or six weeks. So like it's all coming very soon. And then I think the EP drop will be like five or six weeks after that. We're trying to really just give very it to exciting. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is very exciting. And I know that there's uh, a lot of people uh, who are looking forward to the EP and um, waiting for that to drop. With the, uh, I guess with the EP and people that you've been working with, I know that initially going to original music and, and writing that it took you a little bit of time to find the sound that you're at now and where you're at now. And that I think originally you started in more of like a dancey electronic kind of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you um? How did you find your way from? Because there, there are similarities between the two genres, but how did you find your way from the dance world and realizing that you weren't kind of happy there into to where you are now? Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that oftentimes you can kind of, and the song even talks about it because it's about my journey in a lot of ways, is that you can feel like you're trying to prepare yourself in the best way and put people around you that encourage you to do that. And so or opportunities come, and I think sometimes you just want to say yes and do everything. And I think sometimes the best thing is to really sit back and decide what's really you and feels like you and don't feel the need to say yes to every opportunity that comes to you if it's not right. Um, and I think that for, for a while, I just think I fell into that pattern of, of just saying yes and sort of following the guidance of a lot of people around me, which can be a great thing. But for me, I think it just led me down the path of music that I just didn't feel really fit who I was um, and who what I come from. I come from a much more like classical, you know, type of music. And while I love pop, I think there's an amazing way to kind of combine those elements. And so I think the music that I'm doing now is much more true to that. Whereas the other music, not that it, you know, it had a place in time and I love and respect, you know, that part of me that, that made all those songs. I think it just, it's not at my core who I am or like the path that I want to go on as an artist, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. With songwriting, and I know that you also songwrite for others, is it something that you would maybe look at revisiting that kind of electro dance world um, at another point, but possibly as maybe a songwriter instead of the artist itself? I mean, yeah, songwriting is such a great, you know, I don't uh, outlet for me because I don't have to think about uh, all the time just me. I can kind of just let my brain flow free and there's not the side of me that's like, Hey, I have to stay true to exactly what I'm thinking or, you know, my story. Cause I think a lot of my stuff is about my story when it comes to me as an artist. But when I'm being a songwriter for others, I get to kind of like dive into their story and like, you know, inception, like get into their dream and like move around. And that's really fun sometimes when it's not mine um, because there's so much freedom in that or experiencing something new where I know it wouldn't be right for me. And I know it wouldn't be exactly what I would want to say, but I know it's exactly right for that person, exactly what they would want to say. And like, that's really fun and inspiring too. And it brings a whole different kind of excitement to the work that I get to do, you know, I'm a storyteller at the end of the day. And so for me and my stuff, I, I try to stay true to, to my story because that's what I know the best. But when I know someone else's story and I get to help them tell it, then that's, you know, then I'm using their real experiences and it's very real for them, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'd, I'd like to know, I guess, what the experience is like, because songwriting for others can be, as you, as you said, you get to kind of like share their experiences and work with their, um, their dreams almost like you're the Leo in their inception. Um, but what, what's the experience like? writing for um, K-pop group at Aespa for mm. Black Mamba? Because I imagine that was a whole yeah. different beast in itself. Yeah, that was, that was very, very different. And I will say that I was sort of new to that. I had done a little bit of K-pop and I'd worked with some people who were really experienced in it. And when I was asked to do, to go there, it was actually because I was working at a camp with a member of Fifth Harmony and I was in the room with her. And... 
I guess the person who had invited me and thought that, you know, her and I really connected well and left the way that, you know, we, we wrote the song and how I was really listening to, you know, what she wanted as a vocalist and, and sort of building the songs in that way. And so they thought I'd be a really great addition to their trip. And they were like, we're leaving for Korea in two days. You want to come? <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was beside myself. I was, basically yes but oh my god we're leaving in two days <laughs> uh so i did and i went and worked with sm directly and that was a very different type of experience because i'm working with um ARs and reps and but they know their sound so well i mean they're really really brilliant when it when it comes to knowing their brand and what they want to represent and so that was really fun just because just like i said i want to tell a story I would go back and forth with the ANRs and discuss with them how I wanted to build the song, which was very different than maybe some of my, my other collaborators. I had, you know, every part that we wrote or every kind of progression of the song, I would bring them in and make sure we were staying true to what they wanted um, and their vision was. And so that for me, that's still important at every level, just because I'm trying to give somebody something they can really run with and get excited about, you know? Yeah, of course. Uh, that sounds like an absolutely wild experience. Um, very different. It was. To, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> so much fun, though. And I love K-pop. It's just such a great. Um, it's a great genre, and the image, like the imagery and the visuals. I mean, I just nerd out on it so hard. It is incredible, and I think that it's nice to see that it's kind of coming to more of a forefront um, globally. Yeah. 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 Uh, Obviously, with the EP hopefully coming out, as you said, five, however many weeks we discussed, um, can we expect to see some shows from yourself? I'm not sure how the pandemic is playing out in terms of gigs over there at the moment because I know it changes every day. But, um, yeah, can we expect to see some shows? Yeah, we're really excited. I'm I'm really excited to do them. We've talked about it as a team. And I think that... I think you will. I think we all have to just see how this kind of is rolling out now. I've started to see some people do shows, but it's all super (laughs) new and kind of feels like the wild, wild west, which is a crazy thing (laughs) in the industry of music to think the performing live is now just like, oh my God, they're really doing it. You know, let's do it too. So I, yes, a hundred percent will be doing it. I think we're just trying to figure out what's the safest way to get it done. And also just, you know, what venue and, and what would be the right fit for me. But yeah, I'm having an EP rollout and I would love nothing more than to go perform it. And so we're going to, we're working on it. Yeah. hundred percent. Is there anything that you've <laughs> kind of missed about being on the road? Cause it has been 18, 19 months almost now that people have had to stop playing. Is there, yeah, I guess what do you miss most about being able to get out there and perform? I think there's just an energy to performing live that's very different than being in the studio. There's something, I mean, there's something really beautiful about having that, like, alone in a booth. I turn the lights off 90% of the time. And just, like, having that moment to myself with my music. I think there's also this other part where you you feel really vulnerable and exposed when you're on stage. But, like, it doesn't feel like exposed in a bad way you're kind of showing who you really are and that's actually a really beautiful experience and I think 
as somebody who was more um, in the studio or more of an introvert in that way with my music, I was really nervous about what would that feel like to be so honest on stage in front of, you know, fans and people who listen to my music. And I think what I found was really embraced in a way that I think like every artist or every person deep inside really wants to be. And so <laughs> for me, that was really addictive. I, I really love it. It was really genuine. I was nervous how I would feel about it. And I absolutely love it and really miss it. And it's something I hope that we can all do very soon. It's all 100%. over or transitions to the next phase of what it is. <laughs> it is, um, uh, not to take your, your phrase, but it is like the wild west at the moment. It's we'll wait and see what kind of happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ella, lastly, we would usually chat to our guests about what they're currently listening to. Is there anything, any album or single or whatever that's on high rotation um, for yourself at the moment? I would say I'm just a person who's always been inspired by a lot of different type of music. I'm not only like uh, listening to one song or one genre or anything like that. I do tend just as a person to like go back to the classics I've been really inspired by like Elton John and Billy Joel. And those were musicians I grew up on and Queen. And I think I'm really just song driven. That's really what it is. I just, I get obsessed with songs and I listen to them a hundred times over <laughs> and I study them and all these things. Um, yeah. I love the band fun green day and my chemical romance, you know, I just, I think in the pandemic, maybe this is just me. I mean, I always listen to that stuff, but I've been driven more and more back to things that I grew up listening rather than maybe new stuff. I don't know if that's just me, but yeah, I felt that way. No, I think that's very fair. We found a lot of guests uh, who have spoken to kind of went back to some element of nostalgia of like music they listened to as a teenager and like as a young adult that kind of... yeah. It made it a little bit more comforting, I guess, comfort food for the ears. Yeah. And I, I mean, also too, a lot of those, you know, ones I'm referencing are like hunk. And I think that just frustration in general is what we've all felt <laughs> for the last two years. Yes. You know, like, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I've definitely thrown on some songs in a, in a middle of a, you know, frustration bit. So I think that's just like, like snow patrol throwing on some of that too. Um, I think that's just natural maybe, but it's, it's like, it's always inspired my work, but now more than ever, I feel really inspired and, um, definitely you'll hear a more, you know, classic there'll they'll be elements of these like organic elements it's something that I want to incorporate as much as possible because it's really who I am and what I love and what I grew up on I'm like an east coast girl so Billy Joel was certainly a huge inspiration he was everywhere you know (laughs) I was gonna bring up Billy Joel just when you mentioned him before obviously yeah Uh, yourself being a New York girl uh, is there a Billy it's impossible to pick one but is there a Billy Joel favorite Mm-hmm. Or a favorite at the moment, maybe not a definitive favorite. Oh my god, it's so hard to pick. <laughs> Wait, I I know the line, but I'm trying to think of that like the uh, New York State of Mind. Is that is that what the song yeah. is called? Yeah, that's or the is song. that 
the, the, the line in it that I love so much. But yeah, I don't know. The one with that line. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it is. Yeah, because I've just been listening to a bunch of them on like Spotify. So I'm like holding it physically. But yeah, um, yeah I think New York State of Mind has been the one too. That is a classic. That's a that's a beautiful track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you very much for being on the podcast today and uh, congratulations again on the single it is fantastic and we look forward to the EP coming out thank you so much I'm excited to show it to you all so. <laughs> and that's our show a massive thank you to Ella Isaacson for her time Out of My Head is out now and we've left links in the show notes if you'd like to stream the single. We also want to give a huge shout out to Bill at Wackerman & Partners for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of our guests' picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.